going through the mental hurdles that we have over the last couple of years, it's just given us such a different perspective on life. And Mm -hmm. we don't take for granted living each day Mm -hmm. and being able to function and be able to live life to the fullest. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. All right. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Gather and Growth today. I have a very special episode. I think I say that every time, but this is a very unique episode because I am interviewing someone in person for the very first time. My family and I are currently on, I guess what you would consider a cross-country road trip. We started in Illinois, went down through Missouri, Oklahoma, Northern Texas. And right now I am sitting on the living room floor of Miss April Roberts. Here I am. Here we are (laughs) in New Mexico. So I thought what better, you know, other than the fact that our kids have just been running around like hopefully they've literally hit it off and they've just been gone we don't even know where they are i actually don't know where they are honestly we think they're fine and i'm sure everything's fine the dads have this they maybe well they were gone too i actually actually have no idea what they're doing someone someone's watching them somewhere it's fine i mean it's fine my oldest is kind of responsible i mean they're like six now yeah our kids are actually the the exact same ages so they're they're fine-ish they know where the snacks are they can find water Anyway, so we are sitting here. We've had breakfast. Our family is heading on to, I don't know, maybe Santa Fe, maybe somewhere else after this, then to Colorado, and then across the good old state of Kansas. And so here we are. Okay, but we're really going to need you to show everyone the trunk of your car. I think I need to make a real No, you really do, because (laughs) this is the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my life. And I know that this may not be why you're here or why you're listening to this podcast, but you do know that Emily knows some things and she's very knowledgeable and she gives a lot of wisdom and she just shares really valuable things. And so we're going to need this valuable information about your trunk system. So you're gonna have to make a real or something because guys, I'm telling you, I need her to be my mom. She is the coolest. It has been working. We had no idea. We've never done this She has this whole system in her trunk of snacks and gallon Ziploc bags of their clothes and then like where they put their dirty clothes. And it's just really impressive. It's working. Yeah. We're going to really need a whole we thing We haven't stayed anywhere more than one night. And the idea of bringing in four people's luggage plus, you know, like the shoe bag and the yeah. like, no. Yeah. It just couldn't. Yeah. I'm just very impressed. So we literally carry in one duffel bag into the hotel. That's it. Yeah. It's that's amazing. Working. Teach me things. Anyway, that is not <laughs> the point of this episode. The, the title of this episode is not how to pack for a road trip. <laughs> oh, that's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's I just had I to. make after this. Honestly? I mean, I mean. Anyway, April, if someone <laughs> is meeting you for the very first time and they have not been to visit you in New Mexico, tell us a little bit about who you are where you're from, and what got you to today. Okay, who am I? Who are you? I mean, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Okay, but I didn't know you were from Oklahoma. So Okay, so I'll like go way back. Uh, okay, so I'm April. 
I um, was born and raised in Oklahoma City. I grew up, yeah, in the city. I was a total city girl. I had a little bit of ties to agriculture. Um, My grandparents farmed in a small town in Southwest Oklahoma in Frederick. And so that's where a little bit of my love and heart for agriculture was. I spent, you know, every Thanksgiving at the farm and we'll get to walk out in the cotton fields and I just always loved it. And I'd ride the tractor with my pa and it was just super special to me. So fast forward, met my husband, Jason in college in Edmond, Oklahoma. He um, grew up farming in Texaco, New Mexico, right next to Clovis. And yeah, we met there. We fell in love and as, he do. Sw- as we do. And he swept me away to the farm. We were laughing earlier. I said, <laughs> I said, I'll go anywhere with you. I'll follow you anywhere. And then literally we got back from our honeymoon and my first day in New Mexico, there was one of literally one of the worst dust storms in the history of like, New Mexico. And I stared out the window and bawled my eyes out and said, what did I do? <laughs> And I think Jason stood on the other side of the house crying. What did I do? I just brought this poor girl here. And he probably thought I was going to leave him and go home. I told you my story. We literally moved back and got pregnant days later. And then Andrew was still doing an internship in Southern Illinois. So like he just dropped me off in his hometown and was like, good luck. Sorry, you're nauseous. It was was a transition. You know, I went from city, growing up in Oklahoma City, and I was used to all the city things, you know, and then moving to a small town, um, which I say small, but honestly, Clovis really is about 30 to 40,000 people. I mean, you have a Walmart. We have a Walmart. We have, it's grown a lot in the last couple of years. But, you know, didn't know anyone. All of Jason's friends from high school had moved away. They were at, you know, at different colleges all across the U.S. And so we just didn't have really a community for a while. So it was it was a hard transition. Fast forward a few years and we welcomed um, our oldest, Verity. She's six, Verity Jane. She is so fun. Um, And then we have Layton, who just turned four, Layton Joy. And so, yeah, we have... I mean, I feel like we've diversified so much in agriculture. When we got married, Jason was working for the family operation Mm -hmm. and we decided to branch off and start our own farm in 2017. And we had a little bit of land and we just kind of started and um, we grew, tried to grow some row crops. We got into cattle. We really fell in love with cattle. And then over the years, just kind of our love has just progressed towards <laughs> flowers and pumpkins and community and just really trying to get other people to love agriculture as much as we do. We're just going to like force it on them. We're like, come to the farm, come pick flowers, love it. Um, say, you say this all so yeah. lightly, like you have literally created an experience in a town yeah. that did not have anything like this. Before. Yeah, it's been really neat. And it's I know that it's meant a lot to the community. And we've built so many amazing, amazing relationships with you know, like our chamber, our local, you know, local businesses, coffee shops, musicians, mm-hmm. breweries. I mean, just so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to, we have an Air Force base here in Clovis. And so we get to connect with people that literally go everywhere. Yeah. And so we just like know people everywhere. And it's yeah. just amazing, like, just to have those relationships and to, um, yeah, just get to share our farm with them. It's really neat. And when did you guys really start bringing people out to the farm? Am I remembering correctly? It was kind of in the thick of it was COVID, COVID land. Yeah. So literally like COVID, like shut the world down. What March of 2020 yeah. or 
February? Yeah, it was like I was hosting my kid's birthday party and mm-hmm. then we like canceled because all this stuff was going on. Yeah. Looking back, I wish we would have just thrown the biggest party ever because it would have been like the last time we saw people. I know. <laughs> it's so wild. So we literally, we had launched our like direct to consumer beef boxes literally right when COVID hit. And honestly, it worked so well in our mm-hmm. favor because people were scared to go to the grocery stores. They couldn't find meat on their yeah. grocery store shelves. You know, there was just, there's empty shelves everywhere. And mm-hmm. so honestly, it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a great year of business. Um, and then we, we did open the flower farm that summer and it actually worked again in our favor because yeah. New Mexico was completely shut down, but things could go on outside. Mm-hmm. And so people came and like, we had just created this really special place where people could run free and come yeah. outside and see people and smile and not feel scared. You know, yeah. I don't know. It just... It really was like the perfect timing. But um, you could have like never predicted. No, <laughs> never. And um, it was just a really, really special time. Yeah. So this is our third flower season. It's wild. Yeah. Because I feel like you just started. I know. Okay. So I scrolled back. Okay. How long? Okay. So the first time that we like actually messaged back and forth was August 16th of 2020. <gasps> Look at and that. And I tagged you in um, Stay Thankful Sunday or something. Oh my gosh, we were so cheesy back then. Oh my gosh, it was all the tags. All Farm the tags. girl runs. Oh yes, coffee cheers. You know, we'd always like cheers and tag people. Yes. Oh, I kind of miss those days. Oh, I said there was something you tagged me in, and I said, "Are you doing okay?" A bunch of your gratitude list makes me feel like you have a lot going on right now. I just want to check in. Oh, and we, you're we talked so about sweet. Just hard things. Oh. We Look have always that. talked about hard things. Yeah. I feel like I could like very like just easily mm. just chat with you. Well, there's been a lot going on the past couple of years yeah. for both of us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, okay. So this brings up a, a good conversation about how we met because you and Lauren were doing Moms with Influence mm-hmm. at the time. So can you, I mean, obviously we can talk more about the flower farm and whatnot, yeah. but your personal platform, how did you get started sharing online and what oh has gosh. that... Like there's been many iterations of it over the years. Oh yeah. So I would love to dig into that because I feel like I know a little bit, but. My relationship with social media is in an interesting place right now, but I'll go back. For all of us. But I'll go back. For all of us. Um, So I actually, okay. So I had gotten into brand repping when Mm -hmm. Verity was born and Lauren Yeah, that's what I'm saying. mm -hmm, So I was actually one of her first brand reps. Verity was, not me. Verity was the model, Mm -hmm. you know? So so I was super into brand repping and I just kind of got into this world. This was like, I feel like this was like right when like Instagram was really taking off with yeah. like influencers, brand repping, mm-hmm. like all these things. It was really starting to take traction. Because this would have been what, like 2017 ish? Yeah. 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 2017. And so I was doing that. And then I also, um, I was selling makeup. I was selling Cinegens. Mm-hmm. I did that for like five years. And so I had actually made my account that I have Mm -hmm. today for my makeup business. Mm -hmm. And at the time, honestly, everyone was really just posting very salesy posts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how can I make this more lifestyle? I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't even know how that could look. You didn't even have names for it. No, we didn't have names for it, I don't think. Or I didn't even know how to research. You know, I wasn't into it. It was like the um, Wild West. <laughs> it was the Wild West of social Such media back then. times. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to share what we're doing on our farm and how makeup's just in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And and I, my, I had a blog and I called it Life and Beauty from the Farm. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where it started. And I just really just started sharing. I, I never really knew people would care mm-hmm. about our farm and different yeah. things. And so, yeah, I just kind of started there and 
my friend Lauren, she's very knowledgeable. She got very, um, very into social media and like really wanted to make it her career. Like she was like, I want to be a stay at home mom, but I want to make money. And like, I'm really passionate about this. And so she really went all in. Um, for me, I didn't really know where I landed with that, but she kind of helped me learn different things. And so I started, you know, partnering with businesses and learning, just learning the ins and outs Mm -hmm. of social media. And I guess kind of influencing at the time, like, what does that actually look like? How do you partner with brands? How do you, how can you monetize? What does that look like from the farm? Yeah. What does that look like from the farm? Because at that time, I feel like everyone or a lot of people in the influencer space were definitely not necessarily agriculture. No, like I feel like the last couple of years, like the whole homestead farm agriculture Mm -hmm. movement has really taken off, which is amazing. But then, I mean, I was like searching for like right. farm accounts to get inspo from or connect with or just anything. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, right. you know, in both on Instagram and in life. Yeah. I mean, I think that's yeah. what like magnetized so many people in like situations like I'm in towards you is like, I didn't grow up in this and mm-hmm. here I am in the thick of this. Mm-hmm. Like, what does life even look like? Like mm-hmm. I love makeup and also look, we're yeah. trying to get in this world of farming and I don't know what this looks like, but I really want to. Yeah. And so I think that I was also kind of dealing almost with this like identity crisis mm-hmm. here in Clovis. Like I didn't really have a solid community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I went to the sale barn, I was dressed girly and I looked like a city girl. I didn't mm-hmm. look like I fit in. I didn't have my cowgirl boots on right. and turquoise and belt buckles. And right. I mean, I didn't really feel like I fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of realized like, I don't really care if I do. Like I can be city girl and still be country. Like I don't have to fit this mold. And I think that that just kind of started resonating with people that I was connecting with Mm -hmm. online. And I don't know, it just kind of grew from there. I started partnering with brands and then I started getting really, really passionate about it. And, um, I was making some solid money and I was like, dang, this is awesome. Um, but it was a lot of work, (laughs) It was a lot of work. Um, but Lauren and I had created an account just to help people get into it, learn Mm -hmm. if they want to do it, how to connect with people. And, um, and this was kind of during COVID too, right? Yeah. yeah, Cause I started my account in June, 2020. Yeah. What what did anyone else do? I know. Right. (laughs) So everyone was looking for community. Everybody just like needed this outlet, you know? And, and so Lauren and I just created this space and really just tried to get people connected Mm -hmm. and then just give just tips and tricks we learned along the way. Which I give you guys Um, so much credit because there are still people I'm friends with today that yeah. I met through that. Oh yeah. So. Same. Like that's where Isn't Jamie Vermontes and I met and Lou, like it's crazy. Like it really brought a lot of people together and it's really sweet. Like thinking back on that. Mm-hmm. Cause in the moment I didn't think it really, right. you know, like, I'm oh, like, like, what else? Cause we weren't on? like, we weren't chart. I mean, it's just literally tips and tricks we had learned and like right. little things just to start an Instagram account, like baby, baby steps. Like here's where you start. Yeah. Well, here we are. And here we are. And here we are. Yeah. In New Mexico. Yeah. On a road trip. I know, right? So since those days, because that was, you know, 2017 to 2020 or so, like how has, I know your relationship with social media is different, Mm -hmm. but really the things that you're talking about there is also different. I think Mm -hmm. resonating in a very real way, not to say that that wasn't also real, but Mm -hmm. like you've shared some hard stuff over the, the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the thing with social media is like, especially people that are, are trying to, you know, share your story. You right. know, what is your story? How can you connect with people? And I finally just got to this place where it was like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like if I have some flashy story, like my life actually sucks right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through one of the hardest things I've ever walked through. 
And you know what? I can't fake it anymore. Yeah. Like I just can't fake it. I can't be like, you know, I don't know, just posting like, oh, I love this bug spray that's helping me so much on the farm. Like that just didn't feel authentic. Like that just Mm -hmm. did not feel real to me anymore. And so I just made the decision to really take a step back from social media being an income. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I'm not going to spend three hours a week emailing brands and trying to prove myself and creating content. And like, I've got little babies. Stressing over metrics. Yeah. Like just, it it was just too much for me in that season. And that's okay. Like, and it wasn't for, you know, like Lauren was still like growing and and doing amazing things. And I don't know, like it it was just a a space where I finally was like, it's okay that it's not for me. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay. And I just started sharing what was really happening. Like my anxiety is really bad and people probably don't relate to this, but here's what I'm going through. And I was floored by how many people actually were going through it and were just either afraid to talk about it or they didn't know anyone else was going through it either, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just really shared just what I was going through and how I started therapy and mm-hmm. how it was helping me and little baby steps and celebrating little wins. And, um, and I just kind of transitioned, I guess, just from like, I don't know, I was just really sharing the real, just yeah. the real, which and- like you said, like, it, it's funny, because it was not your intention to connect with people through sharing that. It mm-hmm. was just like, I'm yeah. just over it. I'm just over it. <laughs> I'm just, here's what's going on in mm-hmm. life. And in reality, like I think that that has had a ripple effect that has quite literally changed people's lives yeah. as they've navigated not necessarily the same thing that you've been through, mm-hmm. but like their own version of it. And that's mm-hmm. where I think social media has taken a really interesting turn is that so many people are willing to share what's really going on now. Yeah. And that's where social media can be such a complicated space because there's all these metrics and this like performance mentality and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. But I think it's also given so many of us in really hard times, like a place to connect. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I was going through all sorts of shenanigans mm-hmm. at the end of last year, like you were someone that I could talk to about it. Cause I know that you had been through your own version of what I was going through. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a beautiful healing process. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was something I realized is like, I was so, one, I was just so done with social media. And then I was like, Oh, I'm so scared to share. What if people judge me? But I was like, I need to get this out. Like, right. I need to like release this. And I didn't want it to be in a way that's like, I don't know, drawing a t- like where it's all right. Where like I'm ever- just talking about. Yes, this for like I'm. You right. know, I didn't need everyone to be. Like, oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Right. It wasn't. I didn't need that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be real and just explain like, hey, you know what? If I haven't responded to your messages in a month, it's not because I don't right. like you or I don't have time. I'm literally, it's drowning. literally because I'm drowning. And yeah. you know, like things on the farm, they suck. And this sucks. And like, life is just really hard, you know? Right. And I don't know it, but it was, it was really healing to be able to just, it was almost like a diary in a sense, yeah. like literally. Oh which, gosh. If you listen to my podcast episodes know? from like October to February, like I haven't even gone back and listened to some of it. And when people say like, Oh, I'm catching up on your shows. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't even know what I was saying at that point. Cause I was just in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. But I think that like the number of people who, and I'm sure you have had this happen too, is like, I'm considering therapy because of the way that you've shared mm-hmm. your story. And I, I think that so many of us, especially in small towns and rural communities in agriculture have this perception of what therapy is like or who mm-hmm. it's for. And like, I had this story in my mind for so long of like, oh, well, I'm not experiencing this or I don't have that, or I haven't been through that. So therapy's not for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it has literally changed my life. Mm-hmm. 
sounds dramatic to say like saved my life, but like I was not in a good place. Yeah. And so that's what I like really try to share about now is like, there's no magic qualifications for what therapy can be for. And it might not be a, like a forever thing, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. Anyway, we're going on a whole nother tangent. No, <laughs> I, I literally looked at my clock. So I was like, oh, I have therapy in an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see right. Becky today. Love oh me my gosh. Becky. Yes. But now her. I'm at the point that like, now I'm going like every six weeks or so. And mm-hmm. half the time I'm like, oh, I just feel like I'm going to catch up. Yeah. But like, it was my lifeline. Yeah. Weekly. Yeah. From the end of October, really through March-ish. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just always want to encourage people is like, yeah. if, if you're like, oh man, that might be helpful for me. Gosh, it will be. Yeah. And in I, ways you never expect. Oh yeah. Like we did not talk about things that I thought we were going to talk about. Oh no. They just pull it out of you. Oh, it's like, it and then you learn so much about yourself. Like, I don't know. It's, it's one of the, like you say, like, it cha- like it, it's changed my life entirely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was having to go, you know, weekly for probably a year, one, once every week or every two mm-hmm. weeks. And my therapist actually has started like slowly breaking up with me. It's really rude. Right. Last. So our last session, she was like, so, um, you know, like we just like really haven't had a lot to go through. And like, here's like the list for our EMDR. And like, you've been kind of yes. stalling on doing the EMDR lately. So like, we only have a couple of those left. And I was like, Becky, what are you trying to say to me? Right. I was like, because... <laughs> Because I think the rules are you can't be friends with them for like a year after you and I'm like, I'm not gonna talk to you for a year. <laughs> You're breaking up with You're me. You're breaking up with me. So when, like, mine, when mine was like, I think that maybe I could see you once a month, I was like, oh, I what? I know. What I'm like, this mean? hurts. This hurts. And she's like, no, this is a great thing. It's a and good I'm like, thing. Ugh, it it's doesn't a, feel great. It is but, a good thing. Yeah. Well, I think that that's when you look back and like like I definitely had self-awareness of how bad of a place I was yeah. in when I was in it. But I think when you're on the other side of it, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, oh yeah. You see it and you're like, oh wow. I cannot believe I, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It's so weird. Cause I, there was recently, there was a situation that I know had that come up six months ago, like it would have been debilitating. Oh, and I was yeah. just like, oh yeah. And here's what happened. And blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you do realize <laughs> Like, you know, being able to reflect back and, Mm -hmm. and it's just like interesting the way you completely rewire thought patterns and like those limiting beliefs or anxiety, like things Mm -hmm. that would have been so, so hard are just like not even Mm -hmm. passing thoughts anymore. It's just crazy. Anyway. amazing. Friend, I am so giddy excited to announce that my next Ascend Retreat for Rural Women will be held this March 14th through 17th on the beach in Gulf Shores, Alabama. You heard that right. Not only are we in for a weekend of profound life change surrounded by like-minded women from small towns, rural communities, and farms from all over the country and beyond, but we get to engage in small group conversations, one-on-one coaching, incredible workshops while overlooking white sand beaches and listening to crashing waves. Just imagine waking up in the morning and sipping coffee on the beach while engaging in meaningful conversations with women who truly get you. What would it be like to be in a room where you don't need to feel self-conscious about your personality or your quirks because you are wildly accepted for exactly who you are today? Just think about the energy that will be in this space as you dig deep 
ask the hard questions and figure out what you really want in this season of life, career, or business. If you're in a place where you feel like you've checked all of the boxes in life, but honestly feel like something is missing, or maybe you've kind of lost yourself through motherhood, career, or transitioning back to the farm, and you can't really imagine what comes next, but know that there's something that's meant for you. Or honestly, if you just need a kick in the pants jumpstart to begin the trajectory of bringing your crazy dreams to life, this is the retreat for you. Space is limited to 15 attendees and spots will fill fast. There are flexible payment options available to fit your lifestyle and budget for over the next year. For more information or to reserve your spot, tap the link in today's show notes. I absolutely cannot wait to welcome you into the Ascend community and welcome you into an experience that I know for certain will change your life. See you in Gulf Shores. Speaking of mental health, you guys have been on the go a lot also this summer. Yes, we Which have. I think is, I love seeing as a fellow family in agriculture because I think something that is a truth that a lot of people believe is that they cannot travel because mm-hmm. they're in ag. And they're, every operation's different. We can acknowledge that. Every yeah. situation is different. But I think you guys are such a cool example because you do have animals. Mm-hmm. And that, I know that's a whole, I do not have animals, so I cannot speak to exactly what that's like. Yeah. But tell us more about what you guys have been up to and how you've made it work to really yeah. bring more adventure into your lives mm-hmm. over the past, I don't know. Yeah, couple months. Yeah, honestly, we went like seven years of our marriage without traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, We were married to the farm. We didn't feel like we could leave. We did not feel like we could. I mean, even go visit my family for a weekend in Oklahoma was Mm -hmm. like so stressful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh gosh, everything's going to go wrong. Who's going to take care of this? Who's going to do this? And it was just, yeah, we just felt like we could not leave. And we finally just got to this point where we were like. We saw other families, like mm-hmm. which of course most weren't in agriculture, but just just little trips, like whether it's going to the lake or going and camping in Amarillo, Paladuro, or just these little things. And we're like, okay, why are we not doing anything? Mm-hmm. Like, and we always make excuses. Oh, we can't afford it. Oh, we didn't save up enough money. Oh, we didn't do that. You know, it's all the excuses. Oh, we mm-hmm. can't leave because cattle will get out or the sprinkler will break down. I mean, it's just all the things. And finally, we were just like, enough is enough. We've mm-hmm. got to go. And so um, I guess it was like three years ago, we went to Jason and I, we just decided like, let's go to Colorado, mm-hmm. you know? And so we went like with my dad and we met them up there and all the time they would ask us to do things. And we're like, no, we can't, can't get away from the mm-hmm. farm. We went and met them, went to Royal Gorge. Like it was awesome. It was so much fun. And we just like realized how much we love just getting away and mm-hmm. just like making experiences. And I think having kids changes that in you too, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so we were like, we want our kids to have experiences and we, they don't care if it's down the road, you know, camping does not have to be fancy. fancy. And so about a year ago, I guess it's been almost, yes, been a year we decided to get a camper Mm -hmm. and we were like, let's just road trip. Like Mm -hmm. let's do all the road trips. Let's go camp everywhere. We, um, we had actually taken Jason's parents' camper and we decided to go cross-country road trip to Florida. Oh, man. We went and saw – this is what we did. This is what we, have, what we did three years ago is we went and saw – two years ago. We went and saw some friends in Florida, mm-hmm. stayed with them. It was so fun. It was a military family that mm-hmm. was here that had moved there. Got to spend time with them. And then we were like, you know what? 
like, we've got some extra money. Let's go to Disney World for two days. Mm -hmm. Like, we might not get the whole Disney World experience, but, like, let's go do it. First of all, you can camp at Disney for $120. Really? They have their own campground. I did not know that. It's incredible. It is incredible. We want to go back so bad. So cool. It's so cheap. It's a whole resort. It's a whole campground resort. Oh, my gosh. This is new information. Yeah, it was amazing. So we went there, stayed there, went to Disney World two days, and like we just fell in love with camping. We fell in love with being on the road. We fell in love with just the time in the car. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. So that's when we decided to get our own camper. And um, we just try to make it a priority like every two months to just get on the road, whether mm-hmm. it's down to Portales to Oasis State Park or to the lake or go to Rio Doso or mm-hmm. go. Um, like we just got back from Missouri, go to Missouri, go yeah. see my family in Oklahoma. Like we have just made it a priority and then how we make it happen on the farm, because that's, I'm sure what everyone's like, the big but, question. How? <laughs> but how, but how, the cows, they just take yeah, care of themselves. <laughs> you know, we just try to obviously prep as much as we can before. Um, and then we do have a hired hand that works with us and mm-hmm. he's super trustworthy and he goes and checks everything. Mm-hmm. You know, thankfully technology is what it is today and we have cameras, we can check on things. We yeah. have, you know, our sprinklers mm-hmm. on the app. We're able to reverse the sprinkler. We can see if it's down, you know, mm-hmm. we can see all the things like when it gets struck by lightning, when we're out of town Love this past that. week. Yeah, it was great. Which honestly uh, can happen when you're home and you're yes. just as like up a, yeah. I mean, Jason <laughs> just makes a phone call to our, well, our pump guy mm-hmm. is like, Hey, you know, and, but yeah. And Things just happen and things go wrong. And yes, it's true. Literally, when you're leaving town, the cow, a cow jumps over the fence and breaks it or your sprinkler. I don't know. The, the pivot's stuck. There's always something. Mm-hmm. There's always something. And so we've just kind of <laughs> learned like we're going to leave and something might go wrong. But like being together and our mental health and mm-hmm. making this a priority is worth dealing mm-hmm. with that. We're going to deal with crap anyways if we're here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. All that stuff's going to happen if we're here, too. It's like. But we just, we had to make it a priority to get away and spend time together mm-hmm. because it's so hard, like the hustle and bustle of the mm-hmm. seasons and not getting that quality time together, right. not having the intentional conversations at the dinner table when you're, mm-hmm. when you're cooking for just your kids and your husband's coming in late yeah. or, yeah. you know, or you're running the sports and you're, you're still trying to do life outside mm-hmm. of just the farm when it feels like your whole life is the farm, you right. know, it's right. like, well, I, yeah. I, I think, um, you know, we really navigated this in our first couple of years of marriage too, is just like the farm can consume everything mm-hmm. if you let it. The to-do list will literally never end. Oh, like yeah. there is no oh, yeah. getting to the end of the day and be like, wow, we did literally everything we could possibly yeah. do. And so it was a huge point of contention in our first couple of years of marriage is like, what do we actually want our life to look like? Mm-hmm. Because I love being a part of the situation. I love raising our kids on the farm, but mm-hmm. like, I am not okay with you being gone sun up to sundown yeah. 365 days a year. I understand that there are going to be seasons that are more demanding than others that like, you know, obviously if there's crops in the field that need to get taken out or rain's coming, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But it was like the first summer that Everett was a baby. He was like, I don't know, three months old or something. And I'm like, no, I yeah. cannot, I cannot do. It's the middle of summer. Like, yeah. yes, I understand you're working on projects, but you say that family's a priority, but is it? Mm-hmm. And so I think that you guys doing this is such a cool example of like really taking that step back to figure out like, what are our priorities as a family and how does it fit into the bigger picture? Mm-hmm. And like, just everything is figure outable. Like there are, and this is true in outside of agriculture, like whatsoever, like there are so many truths that we hold on to as capital T truths that it's like, but does it have to be? 
Or is there another way? And it might not be a way that anyone else has done before or that your parents have done or that your neighbors have modeled. But if there's something you want to bring into your life, whether it's more family time, whether it's travel, whether it's whatever, yeah, it might come with some give and take. It might come with having to make some changes. It might come with hard decisions. It might come with hiring someone. Or losing out on a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, what are the, what are the priorities, mm-hmm. you know? And that's something, you know, Andrew and I have talked a lot about is like, is more land is growing. Is that actually what we want? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes more land is more hours and more work. And like, is it actually, mm-hmm. when you put pen to paper, is it actually more profit? But that's a hard question because I think, yeah. especially in ag, it's like, grow, get bigger, get do bigger. this, do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how can we like, what's the phrase? Like work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Is like, how can we get really good at what we are doing mm-hmm. so that we can weave in all these other yeah. things that we want out of life? Yeah. That's something that we have really, really started considering over the last probably two years of like, what do we really want? Because for a long time, it was like, you know, starting our own operation. It's it's hard. It's hard. Oh to my gosh. Own. Yeah. It's so hard. And, you know, it, it's like you're constantly comparing to your mm-hmm. neighbor, trying not to, but it's like, oh my gosh, we're just a however many acre farmer compared to them. Gosh, they have you know, so much, and are we ever going to be there? Mm -hmm. But honestly, over the last couple of years, like we've realized we don't want to be there Mm -hmm. because we see that they don't get to go camp. They're not, they don't get to make the basketball games. They Mm -hmm. don't get to, you know, I don't know. It's like, we've just realized, like, I think we'd actually rather be a little more poor (laughs) and like be together and like be proud of what we have and be able to actually manage it and not lose our mental health, like Mm -hmm. not go insane. And, and so yeah, like we we really like our goals and dreams have really shifted mm-hmm. over the last couple of years of like, you know what, maybe we'd really love to just have a couple hundred acre farms right. and like to be small right. and like be together and not have to hire right. outside help, you know, with it just being us or not having to partner with someone. I don't know. It's like and we're still, you know, we're just dreaming and figuring out our future. But what are like like, the other ways to make it work? Like for you, it was like sharing on social media Mm -hmm. or now like bringing in this whole nother branch of your business Mm -hmm. through the flower farm. Yeah. There are so many different ways to solve the puzzle. Mm -hmm. I don't know. One thing that I feel like I talk about all the time on this podcast though, is like, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. And like, is the way you're spending your days aligning with the reality you want to create for Mm -hmm. yourself? Because everything can change. Yeah. Nothing is guaranteed. So what does intentionality look like for you and for your family? Or if you are in agriculture, like on your operation, because if you're just doing it, oh, this is the way it's always been done. But is that in alignment with what you want your life to be? Yeah. Like, like, do you really want where you're at? Right. Or where you're headed? Right. It's okay to change your mind. Like, it's okay to be like, actually, no. Yeah. I think I only wanted this because of X, Y, Z. Yes. I actually want this. Mm -hmm. And like might be scary to try it, but mm-hmm. like, what, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's like, I mean, I, I, there are things that can happen, right? Guess, but, but, it's but that like, can happen no matter what. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I, Jason and I, I think with just going through the mental hurdles that we have over the last couple of years, it's just given us such a different perspective on life. And mm-hmm. we don't take for granted living each day. Mm-hmm. And being able to function and be able to live life to the fullest. And it's just made us really start to ask the questions of of things like that. And 
I know that not everyone can live maybe the life they, they can, but you know, they may not have the resources or different things to, you know, live exactly where they want to live or Mm -hmm. the house, their dream home, you know, like, but also you have to go for it. And you also, I don't don't build that along the way. And I don't want to live with regrets. I don't want to look back when I'm 50 years old and be like, I actually did not like my life. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. like, and it could have been simple decisions. Right. It's like that, um, that lie of once, once we get this, then we'll be happy. Once we get this, then we'll be happy. And it's like, yeah, you might not be in the dream home. You might not be Mm -hmm. exactly where you want to be, but how can you weave pieces of that into your reality Mm -hmm. today? Like, how can you create your dream home where you're at? Mm -hmm. Or if we're always, have you read the book, The Gap and the Gain? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a great one. But if you're always living in the gap of like, just wanting the next thing, Mm -hmm. then you're missing out on all of these pieces of life that make life so beautiful. Yeah. You know, we only get so many big milestones in yeah. our life, getting married, having kids, mm. like getting the promotion, buying the land, whatever. And if so, if you're always just wishing for the next thing, you're missing out on every single piece of life that looking back on it is like the cool stuff. Yeah. And like goals and mm-hmm. ambitions and mm-hmm. dreams, like all those things are so good, but sometimes mm-hmm. you can miss out on mm-hmm. the now and like, it's okay to like mm-hmm. be happy with what you have right, like, right in this moment. Like it's okay. And, but it's also okay to want more, you know, to right. want more and well, strive for like, more. Like, you got to have that healthy balance mm-hmm. and that's hard to figure out. Well, and that's where the intentionality comes in. Yeah. And that's where, where I see so many people who are working towards goals that are misaligned mm-hmm. or like are really, we were just talking about this before we were recording, who are in those like transitional periods and like shedding old identities and growing into new ones mm-hmm. because it's scary. Especially yeah. when you worked so hard for something. Like I thought I was going to be a teacher for the whole rest of my career. Mm-hmm. So when I left the classroom, it was this really jarring identity crisis mm-hmm. of like, this is everything I thought I ever wanted. And now I'm letting go of it. And my goodness, had I not allowed myself to embrace that suck or that transition, mm-hmm. like I would still be there and it would be fine. I'd yeah. be happy, but like, I wouldn't probably be sitting here with you. Yeah. I wouldn't be getting to do the things that I'm doing now, but those transitional periods are so weird. Mm-hmm. And so just acknowledging them for what they are and knowing that there's room for both the the content and the joy with the season that you're in and also actively seeking like what it is you want to bring into your life. Yeah. And that's a hard balance. I record a whole episode about like the confusing intersection between chasing and content. A lot of people think it has to be one or the other. Yeah. If you are working towards things that are aligned with the priorities that you have, then it's both. Mm-hmm. It's like embracing the small things, having gratitude for all of the the moments in your day while also knowing that you're working towards like the best version of yourself yeah. and you're not living with regret. Yeah. That's so good. This is a tangent I could go on for so a very good. long time. Very so long time. Good. But our uh, our children are doing who knows what. Know. Where so do we, we think should, they are? Who knows? I mean, hopefully my kids are tired enough they're gonna sleep part I mean, of this I drive. Think they're probably gonna pass out. It's hot outside. That's like our goal I every day. I literally to Jason, make all the kids drink water. <laughs> like our goal every day is like, what can we do to, to make, make them <laughs> as tired as possible before we get in the car for to four more hours? To wear them out so they will sleep. <laughs> and it's worked better than we thought it would. Yeah. I mean, this whole trip, knock on all the wood. I, can't I don't even know. See. I can't wait to see where else you guys go. Oh, it's going to be so It's been fun. so fun. We're loving it. But that was the thing is like, we wanted to do this last summer. And I, and I've talked about this in the past, but last summer it was like, so much was happening in my business. I was launching the podcast. I was launching my website. I was working on UDU 82 redesign. I was doing masterminds. Like 
even though I was doing so many of the things that I wanted to do and they were all great things, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't get away. I can't get away. Mm-hmm. I can't get away. And like, that's where I hit this point of realization of like, okay, wow, that is all really cool. But like, we did not go on vacation as a family because I felt like I couldn't get away. Like, yeah. that's also not what I want to create. Yeah. Like this summer, like we knew we were going to do it. I like structured my masterminds to end at one point and started another point. I rescheduled almost all of my meetings and was like, we're going. I have no idea what this is going to look like. We have nothing figured out, but like this is a priority and this is something we want to be able to look back on. It's not going to get any easier once this baby is here. Yeah. So like, yeah. not saying it's now or never, because again, you can do anything, but like, but like wanna, you might want to wait like probably you, a year. Do I want to be driving cross country with a, a newborn or like an 18 month? No, probably not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Probably not. But there'll yeah. be another season where yeah. you'll, you'll yeah. want to all, and you'll come back. Of course. Yeah, of course. Get so all the fun things. Anyway. Okay. One question that I ask every guest on the show, what does personal growth mean to you? Especially in this season. Because I know for me, it's like even my definition of personal growth has changed Mm -hmm. over the last year. I think for me, it's been learning to accept myself exactly for the person that I am. (gasps) And like not being not being embarrassed of certain things, not being ashamed of certain things, not wanting to hide certain things, but just being okay with who I really am Mm -hmm. and being confident in that. And like just learning to actually love myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a forever journey. It is. It's it's constantly evolving. It's something you have to practice every day mm-hmm. because it's so easy. I mean, even yesterday when I got my blood drawn and I was all panicky because that's like my new, that's my new anxiety thing right now is for some reason blood getting drawn. I mean, because it's a kind of weird concept. Yeah, also. it is. And I don't know why all of a sudden, but anyways, I went and I was telling the girls like, sorry, I'm like kind of nervous. And she was great. And she was just like, um, at the end, she gave me this whole spiel. She was like, well, you know, you know, it's actually really embarrassing whenever you give your blood. And I was like, what? And she's like, when you pass out in front of your coworkers, she was like, I actually do this all day. I do this as my job. But like, if I give blood, I'm out. I was like, oh, okay. So that funny. is kind of embarrassing. But I kept saying negative things about myself. Like, oh, the, I'm so embarrassed. Like, this mm-hmm. is so embarrassing that I'm, that I'm kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but why, why, why is that embarrassing? Being nervous is a normal feeling. Right. People get nervous. People get scared. Right. And it may not be the same for every person, but that's not embarrassing yeah. to be nervous. Yeah. And so it's a constant learning process of just being kind to myself mm-hmm. and just being mindful of my words about myself mm-hmm. and just being okay. Like I get nervous when I give blood. That's it. Yeah. That's just the statement. Like it, right. it's not a big deal. It's not a thing. It doesn't have to be a thing. Right. And what a beautiful thing to model for your girls too. Like they get nervous too. Oh yeah. Oh, my girls were so sweet. Cause we were in the car and I try, obviously I try to be mindful of what I share about my fears and things mm-hmm. around them. I don't want to just like put it all Overwhelm out there, them. but I also don't want to hide it from them either. I want right. them to see that mommy struggles with fear too. I get scared right. of things too. And literally in the car, I was about to go in and I was just, just doing some deep breaths. And mm-hmm. I was telling myself, I was like, I'm brave, I'm strong. And Verity said, mommy, you know what we do when we get scared? And I said, mm-hmm. what? And she goes, we face our fears. I'm not about to cry, uh, sorry. But she was like, we face our fears. Oh, sorry, yeah. that just got me. But it yeah. was just like, in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like they're getting it, you know? And, yeah. and how beautiful that like, a suffering or a trial or just something, a struggle can be such a beautiful model for just like a teaching moment, a teaching moment Mm -hmm. for me and for them and for anyone that I share it with, I guess, you know, and uh, I think for me, that's when, when I, after my daughter was born, that's like when everything changed mm -hmm. from when I started my health journey for the first time from like a place of, I have to love myself through Mm -hmm. this. Like I cannot 
God, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> but like, I cannot model for her what I feel like we got as little girls is like, hate yourself into being skinny, hate yeah. yourself into this. Like, you're not good enough. You're not this mm-hmm. enough. Blah, blah. And I was like, never in my life have I been so motivated to figure out how to do things differently than that mm-hmm. because now I have this little girl who's watching. Yeah. And like, yeah. I do not want her to feel the way about herself that mm-hmm. I did from God, like 13 on. Yeah. And so that's what honestly got me into the whole world of personal growth was like, I want to figure out what health looks like from a place of taking care of myself Mm -hmm. and like having energy and like really learning to love myself. And that has been such a journey over the last four years. Mm -hmm. And now I look back at the, like the things I used to say and I'm like, Oh, it just makes me so sad. Mm -hmm. But it also like going back to what we're talking about with therapy, when you can see the other side of it and having that self-awareness around it is like, it's working. Oh yeah. And now she is like the most confident. Like this morning she was like literally was like, I'm so adorable. And I was like, I'm not even, yes, you are like, okay. But whenever you, whatever said, I want to play princesses and you yeah. said, well, you are a princess. She goes, no, I know. But I want to play pretend. <laughs> I want to wear a dress. Yeah, She was like, no, I know I'm a princess, but I need. No, yeah. Like, she is like thing. so confident and like, rock on because if more women like walk through the world at that level of confidence like I do not want her to lose that yes so so yeah I mean (laughs) it's really funny when she walks around like I'm but every night we recite like I am smart I am beautiful I am Mm -hmm. strong like my voice matter like we have this whole mantra and she'll just say it and she'll repeat it back to me yeah and I'm like yes isn't it awesome when you see the power of those words and they use them in a teaching moment yeah like you said like Oh, I, I can't even think mm-hmm. of a recent example, but I know yeah. that there was something that I was kind of struggling with or feeling nervous mm-hmm. about or whatever. And she was like, oh, mommy, you're so strong and brave. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're right. I am. And like, those are not words that I would have used to describe myself no. five years ago. No. So no. just the power that we're yeah. doing the work. Anyway, if someone is so in line for this conversation, because of course they are, where can they find you online? Where can they find out more about the farm? All they the things. can find me at Glam Farm Wife. That is me. So fancy. Yeah. And then um, our farm is Five Heart Farms. So at Five Heart Farms. And it's so cool. I'm here in real we life. We're here. We need to get you some flowers before you leave. They will die in the I car. I know, but like, no. they'll be cute in your next hotel room. No, let me take some videos of flowers. What about a lavender of bun or a bundle of lavender? <laughs> I will take a bundle of lavender. It'll make your car smell so good. But literally, flowers <laughs> will die before we even get to it's the hotel. If we go and do anything in Santa Fe, we'll oh, come back oh, and they will so be true. shut. They'll be gone. So I just need to get some like good video. Yeah. So I yeah. can like use it. Yes. I feel like I haven't done that quite enough. I've gotten lots of video of the kids doing things, mm-hmm. but. I'm like, ugh, I have so much opportunity to like record stuff here. And but like, you're just living in the moment. I am. But you know what? Every I, every time I go to a conference or something, I'm like, I'm just gonna be present. I'm just gonna be here. I'm gonna live in the moment. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, I'd really like to, you know, share anything about what happened this I weekend. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I recorded nothing. So <laughs> yes, live in the moment. And also, Andrew, can you please take some good? Video? And also, Andrew, please be the photographer. I'm right like, now. Andrew, can you take a picture of me? And he's like, mm. I'm like. <laughs> We really need to work on these skills. We really need to work on I'm you like being an slowly training my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, Verity's always like, I'll take it, I'll do the video. I'll do it. I'm like, oh okay. Yay. I go. mean, I might be half I know, it's like <laughs> sideways. <laughs> sideways. <laughs> Isn't that a thing now though? Like the little blurry pictures. Listen, like, Gen Z, they're really they got all the things. I got all the- <laughs> they got some things. Okay. They got all the so trends. Old. We are so- 
Yeah, it's happened really fast out of nowhere. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day that was like, remember when the term millennial meant that you were young? And I was like, oh my god. And gosh. now it's like an insult. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, but you know what? Like, I've loved my 30s so much more. Like, I loved turning 30 because I felt like my age finally matched the season of life I was in. Mm, I like Like, that. I'm so different than I was in my early 20s. Yeah. I feel like I'm coming into yeah. I just turned 30. So yeah. I'm like, but I'm, I'm in there, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm embracing it. Yeah. And I've had everyone tell me that your 30s is when you just stop caring so much. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I want. Yeah. My 30s is like when I learned to like myself. Mm-hmm. And see, I feel like I've just, I've like really yeah. come into that. So I'm like, okay, this is my time. Yes. I yeah. love it. I love it. I'm here for it. Every day is a gift. That sounds so cliche, but. I love that. <laughs> All right. This has gone <laughs> off the rails. Until next time, friends. I am so forever grateful for you. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing Gathering Growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.